Blog Talk Radio. Friday. Is this the first one of August? First one. Happy first Friday in August. All right. Will we get a special trophy for first day in Friday in August? (laughs) Yeah, why not? All right, man. (laughs) How are you tonight, Papa Didi? I'm good. And you, Kettle, how are you? I can't complain. How you guys doing? Okay. Everything's cool here. I am, as Earth, Wind, and Fire would say, ever wonderful. Hmm. All right. Don't stop breaking out and singing, Papa. Uh. I ain't no. <laughs> I'm good, but she did tap a nerve with this. That's yeah. my people. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it after mm-hmm. I did it. I said, uh-oh. I'm going to set him off. <laughs> all righty, all righty. Well, Papa Didi, you want to get us started? Yeah. So many things happening this week. You know what I want to get y'all opinion on? Go for it. I just want to say this here. And I'm trying to say this with a... I'm not talking directly about Lizzo, but with a Lizzo backdrop. Okay, let's put it like that. Okay, come on with it. Now, now these young people that come out and, you know, are like an overnight sensation like she was, you know, I wouldn't say overnight, but, you know, her career, you know, blasted off, you know. Are 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 any of them looking at the news or the past history of other performers or entertainers that, that have done dumb dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are they are you looking at the, are you looking at the Rick James documentaries or the you know, just, just to name certain people they found themselves in some kind of trick bag. It don't have to be any particular type of trick bag, but are you looking at trick bag stories, you know, because or are you just living your life thinking that you got money. It's something about that bank account that makes people just think they got a damn mess on their chest, don't it? Exactly. Especially when they're able to send the money over to the Swiss bank accounts, you know, where they got like, you know, 10, 12 million over in Switzerland, mm-hmm. gaining mad interest and yada, yada, yada. And they got all kind of stuff and, you know, stocks and just money everywhere. You know what I mean? Does it make you just blind to the fact that uh, you're not capable of doing some dumb shit? 
What do you think about that? Oh, me first? Yeah. I think sometimes people are blinded by their own success. And they're, they're not really thinking it through. You know, I think sometimes they might feel like they've got that S on their chest and that they're untouchable. They can do whatever they want. They can go wherever they want. And when you finally get to that status, I think sometimes people do tend to just lose their heads. You know, they don't they don't really, like I said, they don't think things through. They don't think about the repercussions mm-hmm. of their actions because they feel like, my money is my, my security, right, my cushion, mm-hmm. my parachute out of trouble. Whatever happens, I'll just pay them off or, you know, that'll make it right. And that doesn't always make it right. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. What do you think, Kel? Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, we just gearing, you talking about, to, about all celebrities or just some... Um, yeah, yeah, we talking about, yeah, we talking about all. It ain't. I, I just said with a Lizzo backdrop, mm-hmm. being the fact she's the latest person to step in some dog duty. You know? mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes it's not particularly the person per se. I think it's the outside people. Could be producer, uh, manager, publicist, or whatever. But usually, producer. If it's a particular. Uh, thing was going on. The producer has some, um, I guess, blame, so to speak. But um, I guess if that person is a particular brand, um, just like Beyonce, I'm just using her as an example. She, you know, she has to have checks and balances, and, and I guess everything should go through her, but a lot of stuff may not. Um, you know, she's just the performer. Sometimes the entertainer is just the performer, and that's it. And they let other people deal with other things that they have. Um, you know, so I don't want to say it's all the performer's fault, but I guess their name is on that shingle. Their name is at the top. So, um, you know, if somebody's going to go after somebody, they're going to go after the person at the top. So, you know. Yeah, this is my take on it. Yeah. I mean, I can see how that that can happen, but I I do, Mm -hmm. you just raised the point, it's their name on top. Whoever, you know, even Mm -hmm. if you're just the singer, the dancer, the actor, whatever, if you're still, you know, the HNIC, so to speak, Mm -hmm. The responsibility mm-hmm. still falls on you if somebody on your team right. goes and does something stupid. Even though that right. person mm-hmm. might have acted on their own, they're still employed by you. So mm-hmm. legally, there would have to be, there might be, I won't say have to be, there might still be some culpability on the celebrity involved. Because the court would say, well, this was your employee. Weren't you aware of what they're doing? Are you not paying attention to what they're doing? You know, you're supposed to be authorizing it. You write the checks. You You sign their checks. So you're supposed to be aware. But, you know, we all know in reality, like you said, that's not always the case. Right. And it's hard to say for the entertainer to be like, I didn't know anything about it. 
Um, you may may not have, you know. Um, so, but um, that's a, that's just a thin line. Yeah. Yeah, it can get sticky. Um, it can, sure. yeah. But like you said, their name is uh, is on the shingle, so they're the ones responsible. So you you just have to cough it up, whatever it is. If they want ten million, write them a check for a million dollars, get on down the road, you know. And they yeah. kind of, so to speak, clear your name. Um, that will mm-hmm. help clear your name. Not saying that you're at fault, but it's just saying, okay, I made a mistake. Here's compensation. Bam, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. It might just make you an accessory, you know. If you're riding in a stolen car with somebody, you can always say, I didn't know it was stolen, but you were still in the car. So they'll still possibly say, well, that makes you an accessory. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. All right. That's a good discussion. That was a good all right. You ready yeah, to uh, go into the... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I said that was a good um, That was a good opener. Yeah, was good. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you ready to go into the rundown? Let's see... Uh, Kick it back over to you, Kettle, and you can let us know uh, what's on the rundown for tonight. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, in focus tonight. Um, conservatives are coming for black women entrepreneurs. Uh-oh, watch out now. Also, black man's drug conviction vacated after what white judge said. And also, federal jury acquits a Louisiana trooper caught on camera um, pummeling black motorists. Also, a cocktail of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. We have to lighten it up, of course. Um, couple breaks world record for longest. What? Habanero pepper kiss? Okay. Man gets $70,000 from bank by mistake. And um, Chinese zoo insists their bears are real. I'm just saying red wine while black by default. Also living for the city with Papaditi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight, the kiss of list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, it's your favorite cocktail, and we'll be right back with In Focus. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back with John Boy. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to jump right into In Focus. And I'm up first tonight. And I want to talk about what's going on with what these conservatives are doing, coming for black women entrepreneurs. Now, making it harder for black and Latino kids to get into college just didn't seem to be enough for the man that's behind the the Supreme Court's affirmative action decision 
Now he's coming after black women with small businesses. This dude needs to go have two or three seats. Now this occurred, a situation occurred on Wednesday of this week. The nonprofit American Alliance for Equal Rights filed a lawsuit against an Atlanta-based venture capital fund that supports black women and other minority-owned small businesses. Now, this nonprofit was founded by none other than right-wing crusader Edward Blum. So please make sure he's on the kiss it list. Edward Blum. This guy has made it his mission to virtually destroy affirmative action. That's his whole mission, get rid of affirmative action. So the lawsuit that he filed against this venture capital company that's called the Fearless Fund, it's alleging that the the, uh, the um, venture capital fund is operating a rational rate. I can't even talk. This thing makes me so mad that the, the fund is operating a racially discriminatory program in violation of the Civil Rights Act. Now, the Fearless Fund was founded by three black women. One is the executive, Ayanna Parsons. The second one is the actress, Keisha Knight Pulliam. And the third one is an entrepreneur named Ariane Simone. Now, their website for this, uh, the Fearless Fund, it says that less than 2.2% of all venture capital funding goes toward women-funded building, uh, businesses, less than 2.2%. And less than 1% of total funding goes toward businesses funded, founded by women of color. And yet, for some odd reason, people like this character, Edward Blum, are convinced that that 2.2% number or even the 1% number should be even lower than that. So because these are the kind of things that have come out of affirmative action. And as you can see, even 1% of total venture capital funding goes to um, women of color. And he's still not satisfied. He's trying to make sure that all of it gets wiped out, I guess. Now, this guy, Blum, and his team are, as I said, riding high off of that Supreme Court affirmative action decision, and I'm sure everybody heard about that, how the Supreme Court decided to knock back affirmative action, and that's just knocking a whole lot of stuff out of whack since then. So now uh, conservatives, even before that, have been looking for ways to try to basically weaponize the Supreme Court decision. They've been doing it in the workplace. They've been doing it like with the venture capital. They've been trying to do all kinds of things. Uh, these Republican attorneys wrote this letter demanding that Fortune 100 companies stop all of their affirmative action programs. I'm like, why? Is it bothering you? Is money coming out of your children's mouths? Because other Fortune 500 companies are actively engaged in affirmative action. Well, what is your problem? But like I said, they're trying to eradicate affirmative action. So um, I don't want to mess up this person's name. Amalia, I, I won't even mess up her name. She's the NAACP Legal Defense Fund Senior Policy Counsel. She says that these Republican attorney attorneys general 
are trying to make the Supreme Court's affirmative uh, decision to be about something that it really isn't. And by them putting these letters out to, like, these Fortune 500 companies, basically they're just stirring the pot, creating a whole lot of unnecessary concern, drama, confusion. But, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. You know, sometimes if you stir the pot long enough, somebody's going to say, let me go see what's in this pot. And then that's when all of the crap starts. So as far as this lawsuit against the Fearless Fund, of course, there's some concern that it might scare off investors because, you know, you have to understand with venture capital money, they're not all using their money. They're like a resource. They get investors coming from all over the place that invest in what they're doing as a venture capitalist. They, the venture capitalists, uh, weed out, you know, the companies and that come through and they determine who's at the lowest risk to, you know, put money behind, et cetera. So, you know, of course, there's a concern that maybe some investors might back off because if they make a big enough stink and make it look like it's a problem to be affiliated with um, Fearless Fund, then, of course, that's going to have the domino effect on down the line. You can't support black-owned businesses if you don't have money. So... It can get real ugly, and we'll see how it plays out. But this guy, Edward Blum, and his nonprofit association, they're on the kiss it list, and we need to keep an eye on them. Groups like this really have to be watched. And that's my report. Wow. What is going on in this world? It's just too much. They don't want us to have anything. And the little bit that we finally right. fought and got, now they're coming for that. Yeah, that's crazy. I just, ooh, it just blows my mind. And it gets scary after a while, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We have to go back on the front lines again, Black Lives Matter again. You know, here we go again, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm putting him on the kids' list and his organization. All right. Anybody else got a comment? Otherwise, we're going to move on. Because I'm pissed right now. I'm pissed. He's quiet over there. What's going on, Papa? Got something stirred. No, I'm just, you know, like I said, everybody is, uh, their mission is to keep us in some type of time frame, you know, some type of mm-hmm. keep us in check. That's what they're trying to Yeah, just to show us that yeah, we, we can't open up right those doors. That's because they've been living so mm-hmm. good for so long. Mm-hmm. But the world the world used to be black and white and now, you know, they turn everybody against black people, you know, everybody. I mean, I have different run ins with even mm-hmm. Latinos these days. They're looking mm-hmm. at me like I'm beneath their ass. I'm like, wow, okay. Huh. So it's like mm-hmm. that now. Huh? Mm-hmm. I never thought, I never put you guys in any place. But now you jokers mm-hmm. driving your brand new F one fifties and think y'all the shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. it's sad how mm-hmm. we're put in such situation. But all races of people are just 
anti-black anymore. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you wonder who was doing all this. It's interesting we're talking about this, but uh, it's a, a movie called Cloning Tyrone. And it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's an interesting movie in how um, certain entities, I won't say names, um, have influenced or tried to influence um, black folks. So um, it's not a horror, nothing like that, as far as Jamie Fox. But it's an interesting concept. Start making you start thinking, like, hmm, you know. But, uh, yeah, Clone and Tyrone, interesting. Interesting movie. Kind of what we're talking about. So. Okay. All right. Well, you're up next, Cattle. What's your in focus tonight? Okay. Um, a black man's drug conviction has been vacated after what a white judge said. Okay. This uh, black man in Michigan had his drug conviction vacated due to a district court judge saying the man looks like a criminal to me. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Ron Liggins was sentenced to more than 10 years in federal prison in March 2022. This is the uh, U.S. District Court Judge Stephen J. Murphy. And to put him on a different list, um, from the U.S. Attorney's Office. And Murphy, who was white, made the comment about Liggins during a January 2020 court hearing. Among um, the many disparate uh, remarks about Liggins that the district court made. The most troubling is that Liggins, uh, he said, looks like a criminal to me. Regardless of Murphy's intended meaning, we must consider the um, interpretation that a reasonable observation of his public hearing could have made. Or we must um, guard against not only actual bias, but also the appearance of bias. This demeans the reputation and integrity of the court. Uh, which the uh, district judge is a part of. Okay. Um, so at another hearing, as the remarks were made, the judge apologized to Liggins for losing his temper, saying he was frustrated with the many delays in the case, Okay, which had been pending since 2018 and was not prejudiced against Liggins, really. How about black people in general? You probably were. Uh, the complexity or long duration of a criminal case gives no license to a district court to um, prejudge the defendant's guilt or otherwise dispose of the case in any manner except through fair proceedings. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the sixth uh, court sent a pretty strong message today that no matter who you are, um, what you look like or what you're accused of, you are entitled to be treated like dignity, respect, and above all, actual fairness. All right, now that's what Liggins' attorney said. Cool wow. to him. Okay. So you're saying a, so a black man finally got a break? Hallelujah. Wow. How about that? Black man finally got a break. Woo-wee. Give us one. We got about 99 billion more to go, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad he had a good attorney so, that jumped on that thing and said, wait a minute. The judge said, yeah. he said he looked like a criminal. Yeah. Come on now. Man, that's some bull. Mm, 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 mm. Why, why would the judge 
oh. open his mouth and say something foul and then come back after the oh. fact talking about, well, I apologize. I was just frustrated. Two reasons, white and Michigan. How about that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, that, that answers your own question. White and from Michigan, okay? Alrighty. You think that we're on on the bottom of their shoe, I guess. I don't know, but uh, that's good that the court, you know, did that. You know, we we, we need a break. This is our break right yeah. here. Well, shout out to his I'm lawyer. Duty, you as you, yeah, you as a black man, come on, I want to hear your opinion, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, what you think about that? No, black man I'm, finally got. I'm glad he was. I'm glad he was caught up. You know, because the little things mm-hmm. like that usually gets by. You know, and nobody notices it. But you know, if you listen carefully, you know, people speak their mind. They come out with you know, they come out with how they feel, and you got to you got to catch it. And I, I tell young people all the time these days, you know, that when people show you who they are, you really need to believe them, because that's who they are. And they'll front the game to maintain their job and everything. But every now and then, they'll slip up and do something real stupid. And and if black people don't flex or don't, you know, check them on it, they'll think you're soft. And they'll they'll keep pounding on you. And, I mean, it's just it's something today. It's just, I think it's not to disconnect anymore. You know, the races, the genders, you know, it's a disconnect. And that's the reason why the black race is so easily damaged and, and um, you know, not, not respected because we're disconnected within, within ourselves. You know, we're we're all black and we all got the rhythm and the, the talk and the music and the genres and the, all the flavor and all and the sayings and the hangouts and whatever we do. But we're disconnected when it comes to strong black love, and it, it's and people notice that. So... You know, I'll elaborate on that later. You know. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'll save my question then. All right. Well, thank you for that update, Kettle. Finally, we get some good news. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. Yeah, but not too fast. I got some bad news here. Oh, boy. All right. What you got? A federal jury acquits a Louisiana trooper that was caught on camera beating the hell out of this... Uh, Black Motors. Mm-hmm. So a federal jury in Louisiana on Wednesday acquitted a uh, white state trooper charged of violating the civil rights of Black Motors despite the uh, body camera footage that showed the officer, you know, plumbing him like a, you know, like one of them plays at the state fair where you got to knock down the thing as it pokes up. Oh, no, not that. Plumbing the man 18 not times a with a flashlight. With a flashlight? Flashlight, no less, Okay. Flat, like, hey, what the hell? Uh. You know, the case of uh, Jacob Brown, now the trooper has a name, like, uh, you think he, do he, I thought he was the black man with that name, Jacob Brown, but that's the trooper's name. Oh. Was the first to emerge from a series of FBI uh, investigations into trooper beating a black man doing traffic stops in Louisiana. So this is a regular ongoing thing. So the underscored and uh, challenged uh, prosecutors faced convicting uh, law enforcement officers accused of using excessive force. But after a three-day trial in Monroe, juries found that Brown was not guilty of depriving Aaron Bowman of his civil rights during the 2019 beating that left Bowman with a broken jaw, broken ribs, and a gash in his head. 
came down. What in the world? Yeah. Brown. Now, Brown, the uh, the Louisiana State Trooper, 33 years old, okay, who defended the blows uh, to investigators as uh, he, he said it was uh, plain compliance. Mm-hmm. He would have faced up to a decade in federal penitentiary if he was convicted. But the, the acquittal comes as uh, federal prosecutors are still scrutinized over Louisiana State Troopers' court on body cam video punching, uh, stun-gunning, dragging another black motorist, Ronald Green, before he died in their custody on the rural roadside. You know, one who's died in custody, hung himself, whatever. Then you get the uh, coroner to go along with it. You know, as long as the coroner okays it, you can do the hell you want to people. That federal probe has also examined whether or not police brass obstructed justice to protect the trooper who beat Green following a high-speed chase. So body camera footage of both Bowman and Green beating, which uh, took place less than three weeks and 20 miles apart from one another, remain under wraps before the Associated Press obtained and published a video in 2021. So it took two years for this video to even come out. Hmm. So the cases were amongst the dozens highlighted in an AP uh, investigation they revealed a pattern of troopers and their bosses ignoring and concealing evidence and beatings. You know, and I'm trying to figure out who's the boss of the bosses because it's just not, you know, it seems well, like whoever it, it is, they all in on the it. buck stops here. But you know what, too, the sad part about most of this is that when you say that the bosses were protecting the troopers, that's because these jokers are friends off the job, mm-hmm. you know. And they're bowling, and they're, they know each other's family and children and all that oh, jazz. Some of them are related, too. Yeah, they're related. Yeah, yeah. don't leave out nepotism. You know, that's alive and well. Oh, yeah. So the police didn't investigate the Bowman attack until 536 days after it occurred, and only did so after Bowman brought on a civil lawsuit. Mm. So the Associated Press found Brown, who uh, patrolled in northern Louisiana, was involved in 23 uses of force incidents between 2015, 2021. So he out there just beating folk and having a good time. 19 of which was targeted black people. But uh, Brown resigned from the police force. I guess he's going to go work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He still faces state charges and a a uh, violent arrest of yet another black motorist. So Brown is the son of, of uh, Bob Brown, a longtime trooper, who oversaw statewide criminal investigations and before retiring was the agency's chief of staff. So there you go. He's related to somebody yeah. in the brass. So. Yeah, How many it's... times have I said that's like having the wolf watch the hen house? Like, you're really going to trust the wolf to watch the hens? He's trying to eat the hens. Like, come on, y'all. The police cannot police the police. They should have had a third party in to oversee that. Well, I'm sorry that brother, you know, didn't get the justice he was seeking because that, that's, that's foul. That's really messed up. Always. Always the case. Well, what can I say? They at it again. And this is Louisiana. Monroe, Louisiana. All right. I put Jacob Brown, the abusive cop, on the kiss it list. Oh. Yeah. oh from good from good to bad. Yeah. Ooh, boy. 
I guess so. All right. Well, let's take a breather. And then we're coming back with a well-deserved cocktail of the week after all of this news. Ooh, what a week of news it's been. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Living just enough, just enough for the Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's going to be Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No yeah. clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Yeah, she's going to sing. I don't know what number to call. Yeah, uh, call us at 914-803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read off what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject of your own. We're free. We're liberal. We're easy. It's the same. Eastern Time, we're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday nights at uh, 6 o'clock, o'clock West Coast, and uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains? Or in the, <laughs> yeah, 7 in the mountains, uh, Michigan, Michigan and New Orleans and all that, we're like an hour back, yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15, CT time. CT time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen up. It's 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle. What you got for us this week, Kettle? Um, something interesting. Pretty, it's pretty good to me. Um, I have one ingredient, but we're gonna see how it goes. This is called okay. the Clover Club. Um, it's gin based. Um, and um, this cocktail history is a rich and delicious as the drink itself, and includes raspberry syrup, sugar, lemon juice, gin, and an unfavorable ingredient, egg white. All right, so all these ingredients, uh, two or two and a half ounces of your favorite gin, uh, mine is Bombay Sapphire, um, a fourth ounce of raspberry syrup, a simple syrup, it's raspberries, uh, three-fourth ounces of fresh-squeezed lemon juice, one egg white, you said large one, no, no, <laughs> uh, and one... Uh, teaspoon of granulated sugar and garnish with fresh raspberries. Um, so gather all the ingredients, like in a cocktail shaker and a cocktail glass. In the cocktail shaker, add the ice cubes, then the gin, raspberry, simple syrup, uh, fresh lemon juice, sugar, and the egg white. And we're going to shake vigorously, of course. Strain the mixture and pour it into a cocktail glass. Uh, use a bar of spear to garnish the um, finished product with fresh raspberries and uh, sip and enjoy. And this is called the Clover Club. It looks good, but I don't like the the uh, egg uh, on top. Just keep that. So. 
Okay. And you say it's called the Clover Club? Clover Club, yes. Okay. Well, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe except for the egg white. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> drinks that use egg white, and I've never understood the whole egg white thing. I know it makes it more frothy and all, but is that That's really needed? Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I might have to try it just, just to see them. You know, they might fool themselves. So. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, when you try it, you let us know mm-hmm. how it was. <laughs> All right. Kettle's going to be the egg white guinea pig with the cocktails. Oh, All right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing, so you let us know. All right, Papa Didi, oh. we're over to you. It's that time. What's popping, Papa Didi? What's popping? Well, you know, like we opened up the show with, you know, using. Lizzo as an example. Right now, I'm going to make an example of her ass. How about that? Uh-oh. Now, if you're a Lizzo fan, I apologize. But I ain't going to come down too hard. But like I said at the beginning of the uh, show, these people must not have no TVs in their house. They must not ever watch a documentary on anybody getting in trouble with anything. You know, and they got to realize that people will talk about you after you're dead, you know? Once you get that black eye on your reputation, on your brand, it's not, you can't take it off, you know? They're still talking about, uh, what's the name, Salon? Beyonce's sister? Oh, Solange. Solange? Yeah. Remember she kicked Jay-Z in the elevator? Mm-hmm. Heard some talk about that the other day. You know? Wow. And as tragic as Kobe Bryant's death was, they had the nerve to say, yeah, and he was yeah, convicted of a possible rape charge. Blah, 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 up in, up in where, where that was? That was in a... In Colorado somewhere? Colorado somewhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoke on that. After his death, still spoke about even P.B. Herman just passing away. You know, they spoke on when he took his Johnson out in the movie. So the black eye is going to follow you, no matter what you do. And and that's what Lizzo just did to herself. Here was a young, you know, talented young lady who came out and, you know, she did some eccentric stuff. At times she bent over that basketball game and showed all her ass. That was kind of crazy, but I guess that was the growth. That was the incubation of her starting. So it kind of went over, you know, people talked about it, but... It went over, but then she went on NBC one day on uh, Today's show on the Friday with the entertainment and turned it out and became a, a star. You know, when you go on those shows on NBC on the Today show, the Friday uh, concert. Oh, concert thing, yeah, the yeah. Friday concert. Turned it out. Mm-hmm. And when, you're, when your brand is at that level of high grade, you know, you don't want to toy with it, you know? And then you're going to be, you know, and I, I've been over to Amsterdam back when I was in the Navy. And, you know, I was only there for a day or so. But Amsterdam is off the chain. And this was back in the day. I don't want to date myself, but this was back in the day. So I can imagine how it is today. And if that's her first time going there, and all of a sudden you're going to try to tell the people that are your employees to 
get busy, would you? Did you you have a little dose of voyeurism where you wanted to sit back and see how freaky they would get or see what they really made of? But they supposed to be your dancers. You ain't supposed to be checking them out and seeing where their freakness is. When are you going to draw the line on an employee or a, you know, no freak show. You, I'm sure there's some freaks you could have flew ten hours in the air over Europe, and and they would have done something with you, and all that jazz. But you you got your dancers doing stuff that, according to their their conversation, they didn't want to do, and they looking at you like you were pissed off that they didn't want to do it. It's like, wait a minute, is this part of the script? Are we making a movie of this, or is this our new documentary? Or where is this coming in? Because I'm about to touch a real live penis here. That I don't want to touch, which one the one of the girls said, you know. But that's all small talk. But what I'm saying is that was the trip to Europe necessary? Was the trip to Amsterdam necessary? And did that just happen to something y'all did that night? But if you just did that for the hell of it, thinking you can do it and just go there and have some fun, and I understand you want to do some eccentric stuff and stop in a joint. It's like when you go on a little 24-hour, uh, you know, one of those. Uh, sex shops, you know, that sells all, not shops, but the bookstores that sells all the, the dildos and all this shit. You know, you walk around in there and, you know, I mean, as an adult, you feel like that's your, you know, that's your little driver's license to go inside of a little 24-hour book club and, I mean, bookstore, X-rated bookstore, and look at all the, the everything they got to offer from, you know, you name it. You name it to you name it. But But doing all that, has has a degree of um, you know you your limitations of what you want to do and what you're doing it for and who you're doing it with you know you don't want to force nothing on anybody with anything because you always should know the measure or the level of your your mate what they're what they can do what they're capable of doing what they want to do what they don't want to do not to mention your fucking coworkers or people to work for you. You know, these girls are young just like you. All y'all are young. Y'all could have put yourself in a real precarious situation. You know, y'all could have got jammed up. Somebody could have mickey y'all drink. You know, it could have got real ugly because you're over somebody else's territory. And what's Lizzo, like 32, 33 years old, something like that? You know, so they're still young and inexperienced, you know. And, and to go over there and act like you're doing what you're doing, and now you're you way in Europe, done some crap, now three girls is, is coming against you, got a lawsuit against you, and you denying this and dying, and that's cool. Everybody denies what you deny. But like I said, going back to the beginning of what I said, the black eye is going to always follow you. You know, when Kobe Bryant died, they talked about him up in, up in Colorado with the white girl. He had to pay like $20 million just to get out of that situation. Had to buy his wife a new diamond ring and all kind of shit went on with that. And Pee Wee Herman, when he died, I was a big fan of Pee Wee Herman. And when I saw he passed away, I was like, wow, but here they go. Well, he pulled his dick out in the adult movie. They're always going to talk about the black eye. So, Lizzo, welcome to the black eye world, girl, because you don't put a black eye on your ass no matter how. It turns out that black eye is going to follow you. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens on that. Well, it already happened. Yeah.
still. It already happened. Is I'm not. I'm not talking about the result. No, I'm asking. Is she still? Oh, I don't know. But like, I'm I'm talking about the black eye. Is there? Yeah. No, I was asking about the actual outcome. No, well, you know, it hasn't. They haven't come up with the final on that. You look and see her little three hundred thirty-five million payout, four million, and think it goes away, but still got the black eye. Yeah. Still don't have the black eye. Oh, well. All righty. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with the weird news when we get to lighten it up. We'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 914-803-8306 All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of those Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And now it's time to lighten it up with the weird news. And I, I think I got the first one. Yeah, I got the first one tonight. So this one is about a couple that breaks the Guinness World Record for the longest habanero pepper kiss. I didn't even know there was a record for that. But this couple is not afraid to get hot and heavy. Mike and Jamie Jack from Ontario, Canada, spiced up their relationship by breaking the Guinness uh, world record for the longest habanero pepper kiss. This husband and wife team each ate a habanero pepper before locking lips, reveling in the heat of the moment for 15 minutes, Six and a half seconds. The best part was that we got to kiss each other for 15 minutes, Mike Jack told the Guinness World Records. Mike Jack already had several pepper-eating records under his belt, including for devouring Carolina Reapers and Boot Jalakia. I never even heard of that one. Jamie Jack, meanwhile, had to build up tolerance by eating a habanero every day for about a month. Then they attempted the hottest kiss of their life. We had 30 seconds to each eat a habanero, and then we put our lips together for as long as we wanted, Mike told uh, the Guinness folks. Habaneros boast a scorching 100,000 to 350,000 Scoville heat units compared to jalapenos that are only 2,500 to 8,000 Scoville heat units. And the couple, however, is already looking to take their relationship to the next level, and they've applied to attempt the record for the longest 
Boot Jalakia Chili Pepper Kiss, which can pack over 1 million Scoville heat units. Now, that's a hot pepper. I don't know if that's as hot. What's the ghost pepper? I'm going to have to look it up because I, I thought ghost peppers were the hottest, but I've never even heard of this Boot Jalakia Pepper. But a million heat units? So they're going to eat it and then see how long can they kiss each other. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't have to tell you these are white folks. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kettle, you're up next. What's your weird news? Yeah, we already know the deal. And folks out there, they already knew that. And you ain't had to tell them. Um, yeah. The man gets uh, 70 grand from the bank by mistake. <laughs> Did he rob it or what? <laughs> Let's see. Um, the, saying, the saying, no good deed goes unpunished, certainly held true for a man who was charged a fee by his bank after voluntarily returning $70,000 that had accidentally been deposited into his account. A man in Australia, we already know what color he is, uh, were shocked to find a credit of approximately seventy grand from an unknown source, source when he checked his um, account online. I was worried at first because I thought I got hacked. Although uh, the amount would be life changing money for him, he knew it was um, the right thing to do to return it. Um, a quick Google search saying it's a crime was enough for me. So. <laughs> Uh, after discussing the situation with the representative from his bank, um, HSBC, the money was returned. However, the bank also charged him $9.52 for cash advance surcharge related to the mistake transfer. Are you serious? In an unexpected term of events, he received $100 in his account, which he believes may have been a thank you from the original depositor of the 70 grand. Okay, I don't know. This sounds kind of fishy to me. Like somebody's trying to skim some, you know, send some money through his account. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't understand how the bank is going to charge him a fee, and all he was trying to do was return the money. Guess what? Uh, next time, shut your butt. Just shut up. I wouldn't say a damn thing. That <laughs> happened to uh, a, a, a lady. She had gotten, um, um, I forgot how much money it was, but they were off by one number. The bank made the mistake, transferred the money in her account, and she was um, pulling from that money. She got a good lawyer, and she fought it, and she won. So, oh, hey, wow. I kept that damn money. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, you never know. Yep, you're right. But what you would you do know. with 70 grand? Yeah, a mistake in your bank. Papa mm. DB or red wine? <laughs> uh, I would have transferred it. I would have did a wire transfer to another bank. And, you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't I even went withdraw it. I oh, that's a good idea. I would have tapped it. I would have sent it right to the credit union. Hmm. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> When they came looking yeah. for it, you'd have been like, what, 70 grand? I would have took the whole 70. I would have took about 20, send those to the credit union, mm-hmm. let that marinate over there like like I'm waiting to, you know, mm-hmm. bake me some chicken the next day. <laughs> that shit would have marinated. And, uh, yeah, what, what, hey. 
And then the 50 would have been just to hang in there for a minute. Now, I would have spread that across the county. If you want to take stuff below 10 grand, anything above 10 grand is a flag. <laughs> yeah. You want to make yourself $9,999? And I would go like 9100 on four different accounts, <laughs> five different accounts. And throw some change in there. Yeah. Yeah, throw some change on that thing. Nine thousand one hundred and forty-two dollars and twelve cents. Anything over ten grand, man, is a flag in the bank system. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Yeah, I would have said nothing. Shit. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. So, what's your weird news, Papa Didi? My weird news is it's amazing that I did happen to see this story, and I I agree with the people that scrutinize and this, this bear in China, they claim it's called a, uh, what do you call it, Jonah? Sunshine bear or something like that? i got to read down and see what they call it. I know on the, uh, anyway, this happened in Beijing. A zoo in eastern China is denying suggestions about some, that this bear that they have there, they think it's a person in a costume. If you look at it on the video, it does, we look at it from the back. It looks like a, a person, you know, with a big old with a tall, flat butt standing out. I, yeah. you know, I ain't never seen a, a bear with a flat ass, okay? A bear is usually <laughs> big when he bends over and when he stands up, same size. But it looks like a person with their hands in the air. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's called a sun bear. Oh. And they claim he has human tendency because he's seeing humans all the time. But you pulled up on a video about the sun bear in China. But a sun bear from uh, Malaysia are uh, smaller than other bears, and they look different, but they're the real thing, said the zoo Monday uh, on a social media account. Hmm. Some people think I stand like a person. And then they they send a message out talking like the bear. Like this is what the bear would say <laughs> if the bear had to answer it. And it's, it's, it's the note they send out said, some people think I stand like a person. You know, uh, this is written from a bear's point of view. It seems you don't understand me very well. I'm slim, my hands straight up, I have a flat back and a flat behind. And is that what the fucking bear would say? I don't understand. That's what they think. But you got to pull the video up about the uh, the sun bear from Malaysia in Beijing. And look at this bear. It's a person in a damn costume. And China just trying to get people into the zoo to make money, but it's a bunch of bullshit. So if you got your phone or you got a computer, pull up the sun bear in Beijing, and the Chinese, they're bullshit. And they they were caught before because they'd done something else. They put a mane on a golden retriever and said it was a rare lion. Lion they asked off. A fake mane on a golden retriever. Who does that? China zoos. <laughs> so they're on the kisser list. The, the Beijing the zoo. The Beijing zoo. Yeah. Going to put a, a fake mane on a golden retriever. You, doesn't, can't you still see the dog nose? Doesn't a lion have a different type mouth mouth than a fucking dog? I guess they figured if you come into the zoo, you don't know what these animals look like. They just passing off. Anyway. But I yeah. saw the video of that bear, and I did see the flat behind. Hell what yeah. What got me was the way his skin is wrinkled in the back. Like he's got them like sitting in a chair. wrinkles and right he's in the lower back. And he's standing up straight like a person. Yeah. With his hands in the air. I said, that's a fucking person. 
But those three wrinkles in the back, I was like, does bear skin wrinkle like that? No, it's just it's in. I don't know. No. Something ain't right. We we ain't seen the bears on the Charmin commercial. <laughs> Not the Charmin bears. <laughs> Charmin bears, let me know what a bear looks like for real. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Ooh. Okay. Well, that rest weird. <laughs> Not the Charmin mm. bears. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah, All righty. That's a mess. Yeah, that's a hot mess. I think they're doing some slick stuff, but I yeah. think they got caught this time. Yeah, you gotta see it. It's mm. full of crap. All right, we're gonna take a break, and then we're coming back with uh, what we coming back with? With I'm just saying. You. Okay. On the other side of the break. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP. Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, apajamaparty.com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come in and catch her stealing airtime. As you know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, again. Well, can y'all tell them what time? Oh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock Western Time, <laughs> East West Coast Time. Right, right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all together. 7, 7 o'clock if you're in... Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9.15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Time, 9.15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Love? Hey, come on, Mr. Love, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes to my glasses, but it fell in. Oh, jiggle my eyes. All right, welcome back to John Pine, one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Okay, um, Red Wine, you're up. Uh, what I'm just saying. Take it away. Merci beaucoup. Tonight, I'm just saying, why black by default? So, just days ago, after a Gucci store in Beverly Hills got robbed, a jewelry store in Irvine got robbed. And both of these towns are in Los Angeles, in the you know metro area, and they're about two hours apart from each other. So according to the report, and this is the police report, three men reportedly came in and took over $1 million worth of jewelry. And the reports say that these three men were black. But here's the kicker. Their skin color was never visible in the video. It was surveillance video in the store. Their skin color was never visible. 
Now, this video has been watched by thousands, probably millions by now, people all over the world. Yet, the police report says that these men were black. And I'm just saying, why black by default? You couldn't see their skin. You couldn't see anything. Now, this was a smash and grab robbery. The men were wearing all black. Every part of their body completely covered. None of the skin was exposed, like I said. Yet, the police say they're looking for three black suspects. And I'm just trying to understand, why is that? There's a real problem with this. Now, these three men had on hoods. They had on masks. Their hands were covered. Their legs, their feet, their skin, everything. Face, everything. Completely covered. But yet, the reports all say we're looking for three black suspects. Where, where does that come from? Why is it black by default? Do the police just think that no other ethnic groups steal? Is it just black people that steal? Is that what they're trying to say? I, I don't understand that. I mean, I know black people love their bling, but we're not the only ones. When I look on the red carpet, on the Hollywood stuff, I see a whole lot of people that are not all black that are blinged out. Remember when Kim Kardashian had all that bling? She was wearing it out in, where were they, in Paris or somewhere, and somebody yanked that stuff. Well, they came to her room, I think, and took it, but uh, the point I'm making is that it's not just black people that like all this high-end, blinged-out jewelry. So why is it black by default? It's so offensive to me that the police in Irvine are just assuming that these jewel thieves are black by default. I just want to know what is that based on. I mean, I saw the video. It's not like they came in pimping like something from a 70s movie. They weren't talking. So you can't say I heard their voice and they sounded black. You, there was nothing that indicated black. Yet, the report says we're looking for black men. I don't get it. I, I don't appreciate the disrespect, the just the idea that they just assume that these men were black. I'm like, come on, y'all, really? I mean, you're talking high-end jewelry stores. It was a smash and grab. They came in with trash cans. They were prepared to get a good haul out of there. Now, if you ask me, it sounds like an inside job. When you come in prepared to get all of the good stuff, you already know something. So how do you automatically assume it was three black men? I'm just saying, why does it have to be black by default? This is some bull crap. <laughs> I'm saying y'all need to stop disrespecting black people and black men specifically. I know our people have faults, but everybody does. But don't just assume that when some funky stuff goes down, it had to be a black person by default. That's not right. This is red wine. I'm just saying, don't jump to the conclusion that these men were black by default. It's wrong. The police department in Irvine, California, is wrong for making that assumption. Unless they got some other inside info that they're not sharing with the public, they're wrong. How are you going to just say, oh, these are black men we're looking for? Y'all might be sleeping on the details to find who actually 
came in there and knocked off these stores because you're looking possibly for the wrong people. So I'm just saying, stop just saying it's black by default. Had to be black. Black men did it. That stuff ain't right. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. That's not right. You couldn't see anything. These men came in there looking Mm -hmm. like ninjas, but not even ninjas because you couldn't even see their eyes. They were completely covered from head to toe. Mm. But the cops are looking for black men. Like, Mm. all right. Mm -hmm. Life by default. It ain't right. Why? Why is it black by default? Sure. All right. I'm a, I'm gonna exhale on it. I'm trying not to get too wired up. I'm gonna get a sip of my clo- clover club and relax. Whew. All right, Papa Didi, mm. it's over to you. Living for the city. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Well. Oh Lord, help us. I tell you, um. It's really ironic that you made that statement there about black by default because that's what's missing. You know, remember I said earlier about the uh, how the, the, the black love is, is, you know, it's broken. Mm-hmm. It's broken. I mean, black love is a people. It's broken. The main reason I, it's broken is because black men have been taken out of the equation. You know, everything you see in the world now is geared toward ladies. Everything is everybody that builds a line profit is with the mental health of ladies and this and that, and black women come out with stuff and has to do with I'm not saying everybody. I'm speaking grand, so I don't want the ladies to get tight in the draws yet. Now, but what I'm saying is that, you know, there's people out there having male babies every day, and you got to see how they feel. Whenever somebody talks about stuff on TV where they're mentioning they're building this thing to support girls and women and girl power and all this stuff, and any woman that just pumped out a boy baby out of her ass is saying, what the fuck, what about my son when he gets older? What what is it, what's up for him, you know? And and it's a broke deal because at the wild, the, the black man is already an endangered species. The job market is already just hiring uh, white women and black white white men and black women. You know what I'm saying? All this is already going on, and and the black man is pushed to a whole nother equation. And then based on the reputation, like I said last week's show, when I went into a Latino joint to get a six pack of beer, the Latinos looked at me like I was a, like I was a second class fucking citizen. I felt like I walked in a fucking country and western bar. That's how these Spanish jokers looked at me like, and the guy told me, what do you want? What do you want? They just, you know, everybody has put the black man in a category, whereas and unless they're comfortable with us, they don't want us around because the reputation of what we are. And we try to be cool and don't speak on it and shit, but if we ever open up our mouth to talk about some of these motherfuckers in the world, and, and how much they not worth fuck and where they came from and what they do or what they did. I mean, we deal with, with Latinos every day that go around acting like they handy motherfuckers. 
ain't none of them got no certification to do shit. You know, we bring them in the house though, and we let the we let them fix our chimney, our heat, our air, paint, whatever the fuck we have them do. And ain't none of them come in showing no type of union affiliation or anything. We just trust motherfuckers, you know. And then we give them money. And nowadays, lately, I haven't hired any kind of you know Spanish um, handy people because they didn't got expensive as a motherfucker. Yeah. You go talk to them about saying, oh, the be the. I said, look, man, I need to fix my my gutter is leaning over here. Anyway, you can straighten out my gutter. It's kind of lean. Oh yeah, five hundred fifty dollars. Five hundred fifty dollars. Mm. Motherfucker, I, I got you in the parking lot of fucking Home Depot. I'm gonna give you five hundred fifty motherfucking dollars. You ain't show me there again. No type of uh, contractor certification. You have no. Your truck ain't got no kind of Department of Transportation number on it to show that it's a, a truck that's connected to a contractor. But none of that. And we waive all that. But you're still going to try to stick it to me? But when we speak up like that, what do they do? They go to our black women and to their homes and they fix their houses and shit. And they pay the 550 or whatever the fuck they pay or however they pay it and whatever, you know. And, and, it, and it's deep. And it just goes to show that separation of black people just on that level there alone. With, with Hispanic people, how they didn't separate it. And then you go in a Chinese store and an Asian motherfucker yelling at you like a goddamn fool. You gave him a 50, he claimed, you gave him a fucking 20. Until he goes back and checks the camera and come back, oh, yo, 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 you give me $50. Motherfucker, I know damn well I gave you 50. You know? And I had that happen to me. You know, I'm using the story that actually happened to me. You know, the, the other person had to come back and go check the machine. They actually seen me hand the 50. Joke claim it was a 20. But the lack of trust, for me to say 50, they think I'm trying to uh, do a, a three-card molly shit on them. They don't trust us for shit. And, and year after year, crime in the street, people seeing us being shot down, taken down. You know, it's, a, it's almost like we're a, a jungle and shit. We're the endangered species is getting beat up, taken down, undermined, and all kinds of shit. And then we wonder why the fuck we can't have no unity amongst us. With different things, like you said, the situation with the white guy suing the the black uh, female uh, company. Yeah. Right. But see, when they came up with the female company, you got to implement some men, some black men, somewhere in that shit, you know, to to protect you in some respect. This is why we have another rib in our fucking body. And I'm not saying that to be to speak on no type of, you know. Anything to, to rile people up, but anything you say that has to do with, with 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 black men's strength, people get offended, thinking that you're trying to be better than a motherfucker. But it's not. All you're trying to do is protect and provide, you know, as a whole. You know, I mean, the civil rights movement was built on people just getting together to do shit. Everybody played a part back in the day with the whole situation with the the whole civil rights movement, that shit was a unified situation with even whites joined black people. But now we're so fucking separated. I mean, we got our own groups of genre or music and this and that. And all that separate shit where everybody got their own little groups is really pulling us all apart. We got nine different little potholes of, of people and we calling ourselves black people, black people, but we're in 12 different fucking directions. And other races see how thin we are and that's why they're able to fuck with us because we're not unified. You know, we need to stop the bullshit and all come together. Act like the fuck we trying to be black on black and doing our thing. 
You know, I mean, you can't just be a unified thing where Black Lives Matter is a cool slogan, but the motherfuckers behind the organization can't be weak motherfuckers. And they got to unify with other people's different age groups. You can't have the people running by, running Black Lives Matter all in their fucking 30s and 40s. You know, you've only been around since the fucking 80s. What's that, what's that doing for motherfuckers born in the, in, the, in the 60s and the 50s? In the 40s, for that matter, maybe still living. So I'm going to close on that. You know, we're separated people right now. We need to open our eyes and realize that shit. All right. Yeah, you're right about that. There's so much division. That's why it's hard to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. I think the first fight is always, well, who's going to be in charge? Man, exactly. Everybody want to be in charge. Just, just do run it all together. Yeah. But if you believe me, if you believe, man, I'm tell you, you run organizations with females only. White men will chop you to fuck up little by little because you got no meat in the game. You know. Anyway. Interesting perspective. That's just my 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 on it. Yeah, I said interesting perspective. All right. Well, we're gonna go on down to kettle and Hollywood wrap up. After this next break, I guess. Right, Kel? Yes, ma'am. Come on with it. All right. We're going to take this quick break, and then Kettle's coming up with the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Hi, right, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm your Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. Uh, right. You going to do the intro, Papa D? Intro. All right, go for it. Here I come to save the day. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Mighty Mouse. Um, uh-uh. Uh, Red <laughs> All right. Take two. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba Hollywood. Okay. Take it away. All right, we might as well get into Lizzo since we've been talking about her all evening. Um, let's get into what the lawsuit entails. Um, it's three former dancers. Um, they filed this lawsuit against her on uh, Tuesday in L.A. court. The lawsuit, a copy of which was provided by um, New York Times. Um, the defendants include Lizzo. Um, which is her, where her real name is Melissa Jefferson. Interesting. Um, 
uh, instead of her stage name, her production company, Big Girl, um, Big Tori, and Shirlene Quigley, the tour dancer's captain. Um, it does not specify whether the singer was aware of the plaintiff's allegations linked to Miss Quigley. Um, apparently, Miss Quigley, she's interesting. Um, the suit alleges that Lizzo was involved in several episodes that, law, that lawyers, uh, three dancers, to uh, amount to sexual harassment and weight shaming, uh, among other allegations. Miss um, Quigley, she is the um, uh, dancer, I guess, head person, a choreographer. Um, she was also accused of making sexual explicit comments to the dancers. Um, Ms. Quigley made it her mission to preach Christianity to the dancers, the lawsuit says, and appeared to be fixated on the on one plaintiff's uh, virginity. Um, interesting. Um, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on. But the incident that happened at the nightclub in Amsterdam, that was just, uh, I guess, a, a little crumb of what other things were going on. Uh, you know, they said they were, um, Lizzo uh, began inviting employees to touch nude performers and handle dildos and uh, the manners used in their performances. So, uh, mm. I think, absolutely, uh, mm. I think Lizzo mm. wanted to dish out some coins. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. I think they, I think they wanted to create a, a show, a reality show, um, to give us some content. Um, who knows, the producers could have added more, but, I mean, like you said earlier, if your name is on that shingle and you're the head honcho, um, you have some um, responsibility as well. The things to right. go uh, a little different than that. But, uh, yeah, so we'll continue to follow that. So we'll see. Um, also in the news, back in the news, an update on Jonathan Majors. He arrives in court with his quote-unquote new girlfriend, Megan Good. Um, okay. I think you're trying really? to get his eyes scratched out. But anyway, Jonathan okay. Majors and his reported girlfriend, Megan Good, is still appearing pretty strong. Um, the pair arrived in New York criminal court nearly five months after Majors was arrested and charged for allegedly assaulting his now ex-girlfriend, uh, Grace. Um, hmm. The 33-year-old uh, Hollywood star was apprehended in Manhattan after an alleged domestic dispute uh, with his girlfriend. He was later charged with four counts of assault and aggravated uh, harassment, for which he entered a plea of not guilty. Uh, he could face up to one year in jail time. So, um, I don't know if it's all this about money now. Uh, seems like that girlfriend's going a long haul, so... Yeah, that's another one we need to follow as well. It's going to be an interesting yeah, we'll outcome see. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's not going to mess up his reputation, but... Uh, it already good. is. Hmm. Interesting. That's, yeah, That's what has. Papa Didi was saying um, earlier about a black eye. He already has that black eye. Yeah, yeah true that. Um, Pete Diddy, I haven't heard his name in a while. Um, Diddy's plan to, to create the largest black-owned cannabis company has fallen through. Hmm. The music mogul has previously postponed a $185 million investment 
into the operation. Interesting. So back in November 2022, Diddy announced that the deal he was involved in is my mission has also been to create opportunities for black entrepreneurs. There you go. In industries where we've traditionally been denied access. Okay. All right. Um, owning the entire process from growing and manufacturing to the marketing, retail, and wholesale distribution. It's a historical win uh, for the culture that will allow us to empower diverse leaders throughout the um, uh, ecosystem and to be told advocates for inclusion. So, But unfortunately, that fell through, so maybe you'll keep pushing. So we'll see what happens. Cresco um, uh, uh, Labs and Columbia Care Incorporated have abandoned the merge. Okay, so they abandoned the merge. And he was going to put $185 million into the operation, but that result, that didn't happen. So keep pushing, Pete Diddy. I know you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I name in Hawaii, Yana Banzant, announces her youngest daughter, Nisa, has died. The female life coach shared the heartbreaking news via fourth Instagram, as usual. Uh, this morning, the death of Yana's daughter passed away recently. The famed life coach, inspirational speaker, and author took to Instagram. It is with great sorrow that we announced that the transition of Lisa Van Zandt, the youngest daughter of her beloved Liana Van Zandt, we are asking for your prayers. Mm-hmm. Is she saying how she died? Uh, no. There's nothing clear on that, no. Sorry to hear that. No, I condolences. But like I said, I haven't heard her name in a while. I guess she's taking a break from, I guess, reality TV as well. Unless she's on a streaming service. I, I'm not sure, though. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, Snoop Dogg. He donates 10 grand to fight to help a 93-year-old South Carolina woman keep her home. There we go again. Now, this woman, she is being sued by a real estate developer over the land that has been in her family since the Civil War. Here we go again. Folks trying to take our stuff. Um, in an effort to save her home, Wright has um, garnered support from celebrities around the nation, including Snoop Dogg. He donated the $10,000. Um, and he put on his, his Instagram, Josephine Wright, we stand with you. Snoop Dogg posted on his Instagram page. Um, so, Wright is a grandmother to 40, great, she's to 40, great-grandmother to 50, and a great-great-grandmother to 16. Wow. Okay. Mama, you got a lot going on. Um, this Bailey Point is seeking monetary and equity relief in connection with certain encroachments placed and maintained by Bailey Point on Wright's property. The company alleged that various personal property and improvements and um, quotes on land that they own around Wright's home, including a satellite east of the defendant's property, a shed south of Wright's property, and a screen porch on the existing residence. Like, okay, folks, y'all trying to take our land again? I mean, this land has been in her family since the Civil War. Here, you're trying to take the land because you're trying to develop it. This is a Hilton here in Island. So. They don't want us to have anything. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, we can't even go be by ourselves. They just want to come and bother us. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Good luck to her. I'm three years old. You know, she can survive all of this. Um, but that's good. She's getting that help all the way around. That's, that's a good thing. So that's what's up. Um, also, um, we have quite a bit of concerts going on here in the DMV. Um, the past concert that we had on my birthday, my 28th, was Drake. He brought down Capital One. I said he broke a record there as far as uh, uh, money-wise for him. I ain't kudos to him. Um, um, August the 4th, Sam Smith, he's here at And, of course, Beyonce will be here on the uh, 5th and the 6th of this month, August. And uh, I got a surprise for you, public. August 18th, EWF Lionel Richie at Capital One Arena. Oh, uh, you might want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Also, um, uh, a DC thing. We have a DC a Go Go Museum and Cafe. It will be uh, opening February 2024. Uh, so if you guys want to go online and donate money, they're trying to reach $100,000. They're only up to 15000 So, um Hey, uh, before, if people don't know, um, they try to knock down or shut us down as far as the go-go music in uh, downtown D.C., uh, but we weren't having it. You know who was trying to knock us down. And uh, the mayor made the um, go-go music official in D.C. So kudos to our mayor for that. So, uh, hey, uh, yes, for that. And last but not least, the movie I told you about, They Clone Tyrone. Uh, it's a series of eerie events that thrust an unlikely trio into the trail of a government conspiracy. Like I said, it's an interesting movie, and it gives you an aha moment. It stars Jamie Foxx, uh, John Boyega, and uh, Tayana Parrott. Um, that trio was interesting. Also, David Allen Greer plays in it, Keith Sutherland, and uh, I think you like it. That's my pick for this week, They Clone Tyrone. And it's an interesting song at the end of that uh, movie with uh, Erica Badu, <laughs> so I think you like it. That's the <laughs> Hollywood rap All right. I can only imagine what song it is. <laughs> I'm guessing they better clone Tyrone, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, one last thing. I wanted to shout out all of the the different celebrities that have been making contributions to the Actors Fund, the SAG-AFTRA Actors Fund. They've been donating. The mm-hmm. last I heard, it was up to $15 million. But various people, I don't know all of the different people. I know Clooney was one, Oprah. Uh, what's that other one? The, the Leonardo DiCaprio, The Rock. Uh, it's been a lot of different celebrities. But they've been making contributions to uh, that Actors Fund. And that money goes toward uh, providing assistance to the actors that are currently out of work and need financial assistance, you know, just to maintain life. So shout out to them. 
Keep up the good work. Um, I have a list here. Um, got Merle Street, George Clooney, like you said, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, uh, Leo DiCaprio, Nicole Kidman, and Ryan Reynolds. Just in the field. I'm quite sure there's more. Dwayne Johnson and also. Of course, my girl Oprah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Kettle. All righty. Well, that takes us down to the Kiss It List. Kiss It List. Yeah. Hey, you know, and one thing I want to say, too, is uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, – who's the brother that's uh, uh, going through this stuff? Uh, oh, the actor? Yeah, what's his name? Megan uh, Good's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just want to say I'm we glad that he's – I'm glad he's, you know, he, that he has uh, united with – with making good or, you know, any any strong, positive black woman, like I was saying before, about, you know, black love, you know, whatever their relationship is, their business. But the way this white girl is trying to turn him out, you know, she needs to see some double blackness, no matter what kind of form it may be, to knock her down, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't get rid of your mistress, you got to sick your wife on her. You know what I mean? Oh, if the mistress there. won't go away, you got you got to you got to come home and tell your wife. Look, you got to bring out the big This gun. bitch ain't leave me alone. I'm sorry I cheat on you, but I need you to fuck my mistress up because she's not leaving me alone. Mm-hmm. And and that white woman that's trying to do him in, it's a good thing he got some black love beside him to come in as a double barrel <laughs> shotgun to, to let her in the courtroom see that that shit exists. Because some white women think that these black men are there in in, in distress. You know, and they come along, and, and as soon as his phone rang in the taxi cab, she lost her fucking mind, thinking that, you know, she's the only motherfucker getting a dick or whatever the case may be. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. All right. Anyway. Tell everybody what is. Yeah, the kiss of this is the uh, list of people that showed their ass. Uh, uh, first of all, let's put that person that's definitely in that costume in China, in that bear costume, because if you look at the video of that. That that barricade, hell yeah, is a person. It does look suspicious. But what I don't understand is how that how, how the other bears in the cage ain't messing with the person. You know, now if that other bear would have turned around and ate his ass, or you know, I don't know. But you got to see the video of the sun bear, because that Joker to put his hands up. That's the fucking guy. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Anyway. Uh, just the uh, Louisiana Police Department, you know, for quitting that uh, that trooper for beating that brother over the head 18 times with a damn flashlight, mm-hmm. you know, and and the, the and the man who and the guy who did it, the guy Brown Jacob Brown, to beat the brother and his father, who was in charge of the criminal investigations, and your son's a fucking you know a, a, a racist nut. And you run the criminal investigation? First motherfucking you investigated your damn child. Anyway. I said the police can't be responsible for policing themselves. Let alone their children. That's a problem right there. Uh, I got Edward Blum and his organization. They're the ones that's coming for the the, the black female venture capital company. I want to call out his name, Edward Blum. Uh, judge Steve J. Murphy, that's the judge who said that that black man looked like a criminal. Yeah. Got him on the kiss it list. Um, 
the bank HSBC for charging that man a nine dollar and whatever change fee for returning the money that was put in his account. And I'm like that. That is so much bull. He should have sued him, like for put million on the back of that. I would have nibbled off that shit little by little. I'm saying you gonna charge me nine dollars? I'm gonna sue you for nine million for distress. She ought to messed up my nerves. Now I'm suing. Uh, Trump, we got to put Trump on there for the uh, this week's indictment. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to start referring to him as this week's indictment for Trump. Of course, he went in there and said, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm being persecuted because I'm a winner. So, whatever. He's on the kiss it list. Uh, who else you got? Lizzo for getting too big for her fucking britches. Yeah. You know, you, you overstepped a little bit. You, you got all cocky and shit, thinking them girls that was working with you were just pawns when, shit, three years ago, you was a fucking pawn yourself. Anyway, I said it. Mm. Put her on there. Okay. Papa Didi say you got Lizzo on the list. What, else, what you got there? Uh, let's see. Uh, this is another random one. This woman named Ercilia Campbell. She came into um, a Target out in Aurora, Colorado, with blackface on. This is a white woman. Came in there in blackface, harassing employees, talking about, where is your pride now? And they were trying to tell her, Pride Month is over. You know, they tried to, you know, deflate the situation. She's in there yelling and screaming with blackface. Man, people don't look at the news. Talking about where's your pride you, now? You don't look at the news and see what people, what is happening to people that's doing this shit you're now, doing. Then the she said she started talking about how LGBTQ people have killed the American flag, so they had to get security to get her out of it. And but she puts blackface on to kind of yeah. I'm like, what was the blackface for? So, well, to just show that she's going to go into the dis- most disrespected look she could bring so she don't be recognized as herself. Oh, man, please. Man, they already there got you. her first and last night. Yeah, but I'm just saying, though, but people go in black thinking that that's a good cover. Like you said, the people that robbed the joint, they claim they're black, you know, with the black hoodies and everything because that's the image they want them to project. You don't know what them people are. No, they know? don't know. Also, Warner Brothers Discovery, CFO Gunner. Weidenfels, he went out and made a public statement saying that uh, he doesn't mind the strike because it has saved their company more than $100 million in the second quarter alone. So he's kind of like celebrating the strike. Well, because, you know. I'm putting him on the kiss it list. And on a note on that, it's something my daddy told me a long time ago. Whenever you go on strike, you can never get that money back. Mm -mm. If you out for six months, Striking in the street, even though you got a big contract, a big raise, you're never going to get that six months of pay back that you lost. And the people that was supposed to pay you are happy because they didn't have to pay you because you wasn't there. Production wasn't being made. So you're never going to get that. My pop told me that years ago. Yeah. You strike, you're never going to get that money back. Be bold enough to go out there, but don't think after six weeks you're going to get a six weeks paycheck. No, the fuck you're not. Right. Well, fortunately, they're not dealing with a paycheck situation per se, but this has to do with, like, the present and future and all of the AI stuff. And, you know, this is 
Now, I'm not talking check per se. I'm not saying that lightly. I'm just saying the fact that anybody that was supposed to give anybody anything ain't got to give them shit and until this is all over. But in the meantime, because in the summertime, the production is not moving anyway. Right. I understand you know? what you're saying. But I'm saying, but this is about securing the future. So fortunately for them, it's not so much about saying what you what was owed. It's about securing the future. Like right now, there are, and I didn't realize this until I read it today, that Disney, when they were filming WandaVision, which I never watched, but when they were filming WandaVision, they had all the extras to go and get in front of a green screen for about 15 minutes each, and they digitized, record, digitally recorded each of those extras, but they didn't tell the extras what they were doing and what this was for. The extras all thought, okay, this is just part of the process. So they went ahead, you know, and did it. They had no idea that Disney was recording their image to use however they want and as long as they want. And these extras will never get a dime for it. So if you're an extra actor, you know, background actors, you might see your face in some Disney or Disney-owned production in the background, running around, doing whatever, and you'll be thinking like, well, I didn't get a residual check for that. No, you didn't, and you won't, because that's the problem with AI. They replicate all this stuff with AI, and the actors, the actual actors, don't see a dime of it, and that's some bull crap, but that's part of why they're out on strike. But anyway, I'm going to move on. David Emanuel, this guy was... Uh, convicted by a jury in Gainesville, Florida, on multiple counts of a federal hate crime for attacking a group of black men with his vehicle. It was six black men, and this happened right near the Rosewood Massacre site. Now, Rosewood happened in 1923. These six black men were in that vicinity right there in the Rosewood area, and this white guy from his truck is riding around harassing these black men calling them N-word and this and that, monkey this, and the usual stupidity. Well, he ended up getting arrested for it, and finally he got convicted on multiple counts of, of federal hate crimes. So at least that was a good one, that uh, he didn't just get away with it. And uh, Disney World Florida they have decided to end all of their diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. So nobody's going to get treated fairly when it comes to anything that has to do with being diverse, equitable, or included. Disney, thanks to your boy, Ron DeSantis, they're doing what they want to do. And they're like, we don't have to be fair. We don't have to do anything equal. We don't have to make sure we include any minorities and all of that because it's our world and we're going to do what we want. Well, put him on the kisser list. You know? Yeah, let me put DeSantis well, you on know, I put him. I put DeSantis on the kisser list because he doesn't realize that his children and everybody else's children are seeing everything that's being done. Mm-hmm. And if they don't think that some of these young black boys and young black girls and young white boys and young girls that you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, are intermingling and talking and playing and 
and all this shit. You know what I mean? These kids nowadays at six, seven years, they smart as shit. Yes, they are. I don't know what people think that these little eight, nine-year-olds don't know. Man, I see different conversations when they go to schools and giving out different awards. They put a microphone on these little black girls' face that are like 10 years old. These little girls are talking intelligent as a motherfucker. I'm like, damn. So what makes the Santas think that these kids ain't seeing all this bullshit? You know, and they still got little white friends because they don't see color. You know, racism is taught. Absolutely. That shit don't come natural. So it's that shit going to blow. And like I said before, the Santas is 44 motherfucking years old. 44. How the fuck did you get so evil, crazy, backwoods motherfucking 44 years? What the fuck? I got shoes older than that. It's crazy. Yeah, anyway. and he did. Uh, Kettle, anybody else we need to add? Nope. I think you guys hit it all. Okay. All right. Well, we got something special for everybody on this week's Kiss and Listen. Kiss my entire All right, welcome back to Jump Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Uh, it's time for the last word. And Papa Didi, over to you. What's your last word? Uh, my last word, one thing I want to say that we talked about a little bit briefly, something about P. Diddy, what adventure he was in that fell through. I mean, I'm... I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm kind of glad it fell through, you know, to let that brother, you know, put that strong money somewhere else, you know, because I just think that there's too much weed out there already, you know what I'm saying? I just think Colorado got nine pounds of that shit, and every other state that legalizes got nine pounds of that shit, and, and that shit is just so righteously out there, you know, I mean, you know, I was a... You know, in the 70s, you know, I had my share of that, and, and I had it when it was more organized. Even though it was illegal, it was more organized. That's what blows my mind about it now. The shit is is legal now, and, it, and it's rampant. You know what I mean? Everybody's just so sloppy with this shit. And you, you smell this shit in some of the strangest fucking places. You know, the place you least expect it. You're like, wait a minute, where the fuck? I'm in a fucking playground with fucking children. What the fuck am I smelling weed? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm making jokes and all. But I just think you should come up with something different. Come up with something that's going to support that. Come up with a new type of rolling paper or something. You know, or some type of a rolling machine that you can roll the perfect fucking joint with or something like that. You know, you get the, you know, the, the, the paraphernalia that goes with this shit or something, you know. But I just think the whole weed, especially if you're going to be growing it and all that, 
man, that shit could be hard work. I grow plants and shit and flowers and tomatoes and shit. That's hard motherfucking work. I had to water that shit every day, you know? So if you're going to grow four or five acres of that shit, you got to watch out for the pirates and everybody trying to sabotage you and all kind of shit. I mean, it's... I don't know. That's just my recommendation on P. Diddy. Do something else with that good-ass money. Anyway. Alrighty. Well, <laughs> this is Red Ryan. My last word is to the ladies of the Fearless Fund, stand strong. Keep on your mission track. Don't let people like uh, Edward Blum and his conservative nutcases mess with y'all. You stay on your mission to try to get black businesses, black female businesses, and minority businesses. You do what you got to do because we all need help. And if you are a source for black businesses and minority businesses, that's what we need. So stand strong and uh, do what you got to do. That's all I'm saying. Do what you have to do. Read that how you want. Uh, What's your last word, Kettle? Um, hmm, I have to say tonight, we had some good subjects tonight. And uh, too bad we didn't have any callers calling in to interact because these were some good subjects that we talked about. And I think we need to continue to stay woke. What's going on? Um, talked to a friend of mine early, uh, and he was saying, uh, that's what we need to do, stay woke. Um, and that what we talked about this evening represents that same thing that we need to continue this to work um, because I just feel as if white folks they're just trying to you know uh, write us off and like yeah. I said we might have to uh, stir up the Black Lives Matter whatever organization need to stir up to let them know that we're not going with this and uh, right. you know we help build this United States of America so and, and, until they uh, you know, say that or know that, um, they're not going to do anything different. They're going to continue to say, okay, right? They're going to continue to write us off or try to. So we're not going to let that happen. So, black folks out there, I'm calling on y'all just to stay woke. What's going on in the news? I'm not saying you have to stay entangled into the news every day, but at least know what's going on um, out there. So, um, and also, um, Kudos to our mayor um, at the um, Go-Go Museum. Like I said, it's going to open February 2024. Of course, February, Black History Month, I guess. Uh, <laughs> of course. But uh, but uh, it's, that's fine. It's, I'm just glad, you know, she she recognized that as the um, music of D.C. And, uh, um, hey, Chuck Brown, he, will be, he would be proud if he was still with us, so. He created all of this. He started all of this. So, hey, kudos. That's my best word. All right. Well, thank you for that. And thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll get together again and do it next week. Uh, If you're in the DMV this weekend, just be on alert. The Beehive and Beyonce will be in town. I think it's Saturday and Sunday. So try to avoid FedEx Field if you don't have tickets. So you can avoid the aggravation. So if you're going to the show, be careful out there. Be safe. Um, I guess that's about it. We're going to say goodnight. 
and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa D. Good night, everybody. Say good night, cattle. Good night. And good night. We'll catch you next week. We'll do it all over again with a hot, fresh new episode of A Pajama Party. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts because we're everywhere. Good night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put